This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 28th of July. I'm Tom Clayton. And I'm Laura Cook. Coming up, Ukraine says referendums on breaking away to join Russia will be null and void. It has no uh, legal implications. Those territories, uh, people living on those territories, uh, are Ukrainian. And the US ambassador reassures the UK that it's a close and critical ally. The relationship between the UK and the US is deep and it's strong. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where Russia has claimed control of the country's second-largest power plant in Vilihersk and are pushing maximum troops into three key southern regions. Russia is making the moves to deter a Ukrainian counter-offensive, as Volodymyr Zelensky has stated his intention to retake the fallen city of Kherson, which has been Russian-controlled since the early days of the war. Moscow confirmed it was pushing ahead with massive redeployments of troops to three southern regions, Melitopol, Zaporizhia and Kherson. Unverified reports claim that the city of Mykolaiv has been attacked with rocket launchers, but Ukrainian forces also claim to have killed 66 enemy troops and destroyed three tanks in the last 24 hours. Meanwhile, speaking in an interview with British broadcaster Talk TV, President Zelensky has given his thoughts on the war after five months of fighting. I don't only believe it, I know it will happen. We will win. We already showed the whole world that he can kill us. But to conquer our people is impossible. Millions of soldiers have died, but he cannot occupy the people. This comes as Western intelligence says Ukraine's counterattack is gaining momentum and suggests that forces have struck the kilometre-long Antonovsky Bridge near Kherson, meaning it's likely unusable as a crossing for Russian forces. Meanwhile, Ukraine's foreign ministry says Russian-backed referendums in held regions will be null and void. Russia has suggested the rebel-held territories of Kherson and Zaporizhia would hold votes to be absorbed into the country. The Ukrainian foreign ministry spokesman Oleg Nikolenko says Russia is using the same tactics as it did in Crimea in 2014 and in the Donbass. They are trying to establish uh, uh, local administrations, uh, introduce ruble as a currency, uh, provide Russian uh, citizenship to local population. But for us, uh, this move is uh, null and void. It has no uh, legal implications. Those territories, uh, people living on those territories, uh, are Ukrainian. However, the Kremlin has said the future of the occupied regions of Ukraine will be decided by their residents. The relationship between the UK and the US is deep and it's strong. That's the US ambassador to the UK, Jane Hartley. She's been speaking to Times Radio in an exclusive interview, her first in post, and has used it to say that the UK is the United States' critical and closest ally. Times Radio's chief political commentator, Lucy Fisher, spoke to Ambassador Hartley at her London residence, Winfield House. She asked her if the delay in her nomination showed the UK relationship is a low priority for President Joe Biden. Our Senate process is a complicated one. It has taken longer than I would have hoped. I will say, uh, when I did finally get through, it was um, unanimous, which is somewhat unusual in our Congress, and I'm very, very happy about that. And one of the reasons I did get through was because um, uh, our country and our White House and our president and myself 
knew that I had to be here for Platinum Jubilee to honor and respect the Queen. The ambassador denied that President Biden feels frosty towards Britain on account of his Irish heritage. She went on to explain it's not just the relationship between the two leaders of the country that's strong, it runs throughout the US government. It is only the UK that has the relationship as deep and as strong in all of these agencies. And, you know, we know um, we know uh, the importance of Five Eyes. Uh, now we know the importance of AUKUS as well. Uh, and there's no other, no other partner, no other ally um, that we work with as closely, whether it be intelligence, security, military, and obviously the importance of economics on both sides of the Atlantic. Ambassador Hartley also urged the UK and the EU to have private and quiet conversations about the Northern Ireland Protocol. What we're saying is please have conversations. Get this, get this dialogue going again. There has to be a way that both sides um, could come to some agreement. You know, a negotiation is a negotiation. Everybody always has to give a little. But, but this, is, this is an important time. Um, the Good Friday Agreement, it will be 25 years in April. Um, we want what we see up there, the peace, prosperity and security to continue. Coming up, Iraq's parliament is broken into after 290 days without a government and there's a public backlash over face mask rules in LA. Times of London Daily World Briefing. It's been 290 days without a government, and on Wednesday, hundreds of supporters broke into Iraq's parliament. They're supporting the popular Shiite cleric Moqtada al-Sada. Infighting among Shiite and Kurdish groups in particular have prevented the formation of a government, hampering reforms needed as the country struggles to recover from decades of conflict. It's been more than nine months since an election, and lawmakers needing to choose a president and prime minister are no closer to an agreement. The last time anything like this was seen in the country was in 2010, when after 289 days, Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki got a second term. Protester Hassan Sattar was at the parliament. If Abu Hashem doesn't agree, then there will be a nightmare in parliament. We don't want any court session held on the basis of quotas or any agreement to change that policy. We tried that for 20 years. If any session is held, we will come back and you won't sleep. The outgoing government of Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi will continue to run the country and if no new agreement can be found, Kadimi might stay on as caretaker until new elections can be held. Iraq has been left without a budget for 2022, which is delaying spending on much-needed infrastructure projects and economic reform. To Los Angeles now, where officials are facing a public backlash over a plan to reinstate face mask mandates indoors. Cases of COVID-19 in the city have risen sharply, leaving the city in the CDC's high-risk category for almost two weeks. Should the threshold be passed on Thursday, LA County officials will consider implementing the mask mandate. But the plans have been met with a fierce backlash from people living there, as well as local businesses. Jennifer Febre, owner of the McLeod Ale Brewing Company, says it's causing concern among staff. 
I have a lot of employees here who rely on us for this job. We all know that things have gotten more expensive recently with gas and prices going up all, all over the place. And if we take a, a 5 or 20% hit in revenue, which is absolutely possible with a mandate, that is literally that day whoever's working will get an immediate pay cut because they get most of their pay through tips. The LA County Department for Public Health says that should the case numbers remain high through Thursday, the mandate could be brought in as soon as Friday. But Mayor of Beverly Hills, Lily Boss, says it could distract from real issues. We have uh, enforcement that we do on, on many issues. For example, you know, mental wellness um, checks for, for the unhoused safety on the streets or you know safety in parks so if we were to use our enforcement for indoor masking that means we wouldn't have enforcement for those issues so it really became you know where do we want to prioritize uh, enforcement california remains one of the hot spots for covid19 in the usa with mandates remaining in place in other counties City workers in San Jose are required to wear masks whilst working. The state remains as one of the last few with rules rather than guidance. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a look at today's sport, here's John Jackson. Former US President Donald Trump will become one of the latest players to compete at a live golf event today. He'll play in a pro-am event with major championship winners Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau. The third event of the new Breakaway League takes place this weekend at Trump's Bedminster, New Jersey course. The Live Golf circuit has lured some of the game's biggest names away from the PGA Tour with the promise of guaranteed big money paydays and a reduced schedule. Just last week, Trump himself urged players to take the money and join Live Golf, suggesting that those who remain loyal to the PGA Tour will ultimately pay a bigger price for staying put. Critics say that Live Golf, which is bankrolled by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, amounts to blatant sports washing by a nation trying to improve its reputation in light of its history of human rights abuses. Meanwhile, the series has announced its 2023 schedule will not compete with the majors, international team events or heritage events, so the best players in the game will always be able to make their own choices about where to play. The Times Daily World Briefing entertainment. Singer Shawn Mendes has apologised to his fans after cancelling the remainder of his world tour. He was due to appear in numerous venues across North America and Europe this summer, but decided to cancel the events after speaking to medical professionals about his health. Mendes was returning to the stage, having taken a large amount of time off during the COVID-19 pandemic. But in a statement, he said, we're hopeful I might be able to pick up with the rest of the dates after some much needed time off. But at this time, I have to put my health as my first priority. Despite cancelling the tour, though, he says he's still working on new music. And finally, outraged fans took to social media on Wednesday after Beyonce's highly anticipated seventh studio album, Renaissance, was reportedly leaked two days early. The 16-track album is the 40-year-old pop superstar's first release in six years and was due to officially drop on Friday. But audio files circulated on social media and access by US media outlet Variety reportedly allowing listeners early access to the songs. 
The news prompted outrage responses from Beyonce's fans, known colloquially as the Beehive, who urged people not to share links and listen to the record before its official release. Renaissance is expected to feature contributions from Beyonce's husband Jay-Z, Drake, the producer Skrillex and The Dream. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 28th of July. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.